I'm Jamie Dew, and this is A Show of Strength. How's everyone doing? Yeah. Excellent. Well, thank you for coming out to A Show of Strength and uh, a Long Slice Brewery Presents. Crazy Eights. We're really excited to be doing this this evening. My name is Jamie, and I've got some notes tonight. Uh, I'm going to be referring to cards. I'm going to be referring to my book. Um, I am somebody who has been dealing with mental illness, and one of the ways they try and fix mental illness is by electrocuting your brain and making you forget everything. So... Even in regular conversations these days, I have difficulty trying to think of words and phrases that are right there. <laughs> All right, some thank yous. From the Social Capital Theater, I really want to thank uh, Carmine. I want to thank Andrea and Megan, who is our bartender downstairs. Please make sure to take good care of Megan downstairs. Uh, when you're purchasing drinks, and I do encourage you to purchase drinks. There is something about purchasing drinks and laughing at comedy that, <laughs> that go together somehow. I'm not sure what that is. That, Again, mathematics there. Um, David handles all the mathematics. Uh, speaking of David, from Long Slice Brewery, um, a, a great friend of mine. Uh, we've got David at the back who has taken care of us and the comics tonight with some delicious Long Slice Brewery beverages. Uh, I encourage you to try Hops de la Vista. That's what I'm drinking this evening. It's uh, on special downstairs for five bucks. Uh, and all the comics will be enjoying one of those tonight as well. I don't know why I screamed as well. Uh, also want to thank Jimmy, John, and Sebastian from Long Slice. Long Slice is, um, you know, there's a, there's a whole bunch of these. I don't know whether they're, they're like micro, micro brewery. David, is it? I can't even see you. David, is like craft breweries. But but every, they all used to be microbreweries, and now they're now they're craft breweries. I don't. Yeah, it's I, like what happened? They went from craft to. All I know is that my wife is not uh, satisfied with my craft penis. So. Um, also, want to thank. Uh, she she really isn't. Um, also want to thank uh, Luke and Coots, who has donated uh, the photograph, which is the door prize tonight. We also have some swag from Long Slice as door prizes as well. You may have seen this photograph recently. It's called 2049. This is uh, my roommate, my brother-in-law, and he's this kid who's never seen Blade Runner, but he's got a photo named after Blade Runner. So I don't know. Um, what can I tell you? We've got a great uh, show tonight, I think. We've got a great audience here, right? Come on. You know, ready to ready to uh, make us all feel good about telling our jokes that we have to tell, you know? Because um, I got to tell you, does anybody, does anybody use up all their energy in the morning just trying not to wake up? Is that just me? Yeah. Uh, I've, been, I, uh, I've been called delusional. And for that, I'm seeing a psychiatrist everywhere I go. (laughs) 
Anybody else here have Olympic fever right now? Anybody watching the Olympics? No Olympic fever? Yeah, well, yeah. You watching the Olympics? You have Olympic fever? Does it burn when you? Does it burn when you pee? Is that just me? Okay, that's a that's a big stretch. Uh, you know, as far as the Olympics goes, you know, um, <laughs> I'll just leave it at this. I'm biathlon curious. Okay, that's what I'll tell you. That's, that's all I can tell you. So recently, uh, I was reading in one of those science magazines, and in this science magazine, I learned that they have actually discovered genetic markers for anxiety and depression. This is really exciting news. Uh, this is true, and this is very exciting. But the scientists say um, it actually wasn't very hard. All they did was look on a chromosome, and they saw a couple of genes hiding under their bed in fetus positions. <laughs> And another one listening to Tom Waits and drinking uh, Drano. So, yeah. Let's just keep the show going here. And I'm going to bring up Scott Dell. Oh, look, we got happy music for the crazy guy. All right. Yeah, woo! Uh, hey everyone, uh, I, uh, I, uh, I suffer from anxiety, uh, chronic depression, uh, insomnia, and I seem to suffer from this delusion that someone saying hello is an opening for you to just do 10 straight minutes on everything that's fucking wrong with your life. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I am what the people of, uh, you know, I'm what my mother would call unique and what the people of West End Toronto would call fucking creepy. So I moved, I moved to the East End where it's just, it's fucking weird. This is where we get weird in the East End and I've never been more happy. I live at Papin Cosburn. I found this dirty dive bar. I don't mean hipster dive bar. I mean there's one beer on tap. It's called Cool. It's 450 and they don't even expect a tip. But like it's cool. It's like if you're if you're wondering if you're from the West End, what is the difference between the East and the West End? West End is ooh, you're weird, go away. East End is hey, you're weird. Come to the bathroom and smoke some meth. <laughs> but like fuck. Oh, and if you're curious about the wet meth buds, it's like uh, it's like bad crack that will not fucking go away. Uh, just in case you thought I was making any of this up. But uh, then it's like I'm saying like this place is amazing, and then this guy next to me is like, oh, this bar is awesome. I was banned from here for three years. This sweet, oh, this sweet little guy. I'm like, what'd you do to get banned from this place for three years? Oh, this dude tried to steal my beer, so I fucking stabbed him. <laughs> I'm home. But fuck yeah, I, I, I think it, yeah, I'm one of those many people who slipped through the cracks, got all the meds, they just started throwing fucking meds at me. I was on five a day at one time, two antipsychotics, including Zeldox, which they give to schizophrenics, but let's just give it to the weirdo. Uh, so I turned to drugs and alcohol, like many people don't feel bad for drinking, but you should, I'm kidding. Sponsors, sponsors. Uh, but uh, fucking so, like, uh, I, you know, like, when you have chronic depression and a fucking raging coke problem, you're just, your general life just falls apart. Like, you walk into your apartment one day, like, literally walking on eggshells. Like, the cat's just like, one of us is going to clean it up and it ain't fucking me. Garbage is, like, making its way out of the sink towards the garbage can. It'll get there eventually. And the fucking, yeah, you can always track the depth of my current mental illness problems based on how many Hot Pocket wrappers are stacking up next to the couch. And just, yeah, yeah, and then there's this current turf war going on between the silverfish and the flying ants for control of the bathroom. But then there's just one, like, broken tile on the side and a giant snake's gonna come out one day like Gogeta and just lay waste to the whole thing. 
And you know your vision of reality is skewed when you take a look at your life like this and your first thought is just, ah, oh, thank God I am circumcised. I am clearly not responsible enough to own foreskin. <laughs> Baby steps. I mean, look at me, look at my life. Do you think I can handle a part of my biological makeup that is so high maintenance it could create cheese? But like, fuck, look, no, I turned it around. I got sober through diet, exercise, very little exercise. I am down from five pills a day to one. Somehow, shit has gotten worse. I'm now just racked with tremors and facial tics after every time I go on. Everyone gets stretch marks as I get older, but I somehow have stretch marks with waves and waves of acne on them. Just the universe's way of getting laid just a little bit harder. Oh, and you go on one little relapse, and you wake up three days later with your favorite band's logo tattooed on your stomach, because those guys know how to fucking party. Oh, I'm sorry, do you think I'm joking? Look! Get the man boob in there too. Look at my body. Cocaine did this. I have an audition coming up. It is for Tinder date gone wrong. You know what the amazing part is? I didn't even apply. I was just heavily recommended. Isn't that fucking weird? Just like, oh, I know, like you look like you all have jobs, good careers. Apparently, I am making unfuckable dirtbag a profession. Oh, fuck me. So I used to be on Cytalopram or Selexa, which is notorious for killing your sex drive. So uh, I had to get real creative when I masturbate. Uh, my, my, my doctor calls it porn fatigue. But like one day, I just, it wasn't fucking happening. So I decided to go to the kitchen, make myself a peanut butter jelly sandwich. Uh, now, I mentioned the man boobs. I'm like, why don't we make a wrap? I smear on the peanut butter. I smear on the jelly. I roll it up, and I start bringing it up to my mouth, and I stop. And I notice its circular shape. It's labial-like contours. And then I'm like, well, looks like the porn fatigue's cured because I'm going to fuck this. Now, let me just, you know, I'm just, I'm, so I'm standing there, I'm fucking this sandwich. I'm like, the jam is cold. I should microwave this for like nine seconds. I don't want to burn my dick. Now, let me get a general gauge from the audience. Uh, you ever stand in front of a microwave naked in a state of full arousal, we're being very generous, full arousal, while sandwich condiments cover your genitalia? It's not an incredibly proud moment, but before you can feel too bad about yourself, bing, nine seconds is up, back to fucking the sandwich. So... Now that I'm done fucking this peanut butter and cum sandwich, I'm like, what am I going to do with this thing? So you know like you ever come home drunk and you drop a cigarette into the toilet and then you pick it up out of the piss water and leave it on top of the toilet because you're like, hey, I, I have smokes now, but I'm, I'm, I'm not really wealthy. A week without cigarettes, this, this, this piss cigarette's going to look pretty good to me. So now I'm like, what am I going to do with this peanut butter and cum sandwich? I have food now. Anyway, cocaine. Cocaine. You know you have a cocaine problem when you will snort anything that even remotely looks like cocaine? Like, I was at an after-hours one night. I just go, I'm just on a first-name basis with the bouncers. It's the only reason I go. Like, Scott, there's no one here. I just came to do, we I just came to do blow and talk D&D with Bob. But it's like I come out of a stall once, and I see this white, uncrushed rock, and I'm like, that's got to be cocaine. I go over. I grab it. I don't even crush it up. I shove it up my nose and just... <laughs> oh! 
that was a breath mint. That was a piece of breath mint. And the second the blood hit my tongue, I could tell you what it was. White lifesaver with the green candy center. And then the fucking bastard comes in. He's like, you doing blow in here? No, I just got a nosebleed that I'm real excited and focused about. I've been Scott Dell, everyone. Let's get your host back. I'm going to give you a big hand. Coming out and support. I'm going to bring up your next comic right now. We have got Alex White. Alex! All right. Hi. How's it going, guys? Are Are we all doing good tonight? Yeah? I love that. That's fucking beautiful. I'm not... I'm not doing well. Oh, oh, hello. Well, hopefully the next comic is very tall because uh, I'm not. Um, all right, cool. So, me, Alex, broke, can't afford therapy, trying to afford therapy, can't fucking do it. Uh, every time I try to come up with an idea on how I can make money it turns out that it's either like me committing fraud or (laughs) like me selling my body and nobody wants that so I live in a basement apartment it's uh a good place you know it's uh it's got no windows though um the other day I was fucking my boyfriend and started crying and the reason I started crying was because I couldn't see his face just it wasn't there because it's literal pitch black um I don't think that people really understand but I have been talking to Better House and Homes for a couple of weeks because I want them to do a Below the Poverty Line edition. (laughs) And they've been asking me, they're like, hey, can you send some photos of your room in natural light (laughs) at various times during the day? And I've been sending them this. That's uh that's at 10:30 a.m. That is at 1:30 p.m. and that's at 6:30 p.m. otherwise known as the golden hour. It's good. It's good. I'm enjoying it. Um I am Pretty sure I could just get a kiddie pool and fill it with a shit ton of salt and some water and be like, hey, it's a sensory deprivation tank. Everyone, everyone come come enjoy that. I do really fucking want to move out, um, except every time I've tried to like sublet my room, when I go to post a thing on Craigslist, it's just like, uh, so uh, do you... I hate the sound of birds in the morning. 
chirping cheerfully. Uh, do you really, really want to be the last survivor when North Korea inevitably <laughs> drops the bomb on us? Because, uh, boy, do I have a space for you. It's, uh, it's, it's rough. It's rough. It's a rough time. Um, and I really want to fucking get rid of my room because I am uh, unemployed uh, as of uh, two days ago. Uh, and that, that, that was a new thing. That was something that I didn't intend to happen. Have you ever accidentally quit a job before? <laughs> I did. I'm sorry, I fucking did. I did. Uh, it was, you know, it's like the minimum wage went up and everyone was like, oh, we're going to raise the price on our menus. I work in a restaurant, by the way. Um, and instead of, of, of raising the price on our menus, like we decided that we were going to just, uh, cut stuff. Um, except it's like a fine dining establishment. So suddenly there's like a shit ton of fucking pressure on you to like have the same amazing standards that like when you go to the fucking cake, you're like, wow, I just had a really pleasant experience. Um, but with like no help. So, so I'm just always constantly running around like a fucking idiot. It's terrible. Um, and, and I told, I, well, I, you know how when you're an adult and you're supposed to you're supposed to quit your job like 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 professionally like you're supposed to give like a two weeks notice and you're supposed to be like I'm leaving to move on to better opportunities. <laughs> I didn't I didn't do that. I didn't do that. I told them, please fire me. You'd be doing me the biggest favor of my goddamn fucking life. The next day, I was actually scheduled for work, and I didn't really know what to do. Uh, and I have, I have really bad anxiety, therefore, like, I'm on the show. Um, and <laughs> I, uh, I didn't really know, I, I, I didn't really know what to do. I was like, do I, do I, do I go into work and uh, act like nothing happened, or do I, do I not show up? That, that was, like, really not an option because I was like, if I show up, at least I get three hours of pay and, like, I'm so, so poor. I'm so poor. Um, or do I, do, do I, do I, like, do I go in sheepishly and I'm like, hi, how's it going? Ah, I didn't say that thing that I said last night. Um, but I went in with my two weeks after spending six, 45 minutes in the shower pretending that uh, I was having conversations with upper management, you know? <laughs> Does anyone else do that? You're just like, no, you're the worst person I've ever met. Um, none of these, uh, yeah, no, I don't know. I didn't really know what to do. So I went in and I wrote my two weeks notice and I'm going to read it to you. Uh, oh, look, I even signed it. It's so legitimate. Okay. Uh, to the general manager. I'm writing to announce my resignation from, I won't say the name for legal reasons, effective two weeks from the state. This was not an easy decision to make. The past three years have been life-changing. 
I've enjoyed working for you. I'm working alongside a team of dynamic individuals that have taught me so much about myself. This job has transformed me, but I know that it is time to move on. Thank you for the opportunities for growth that you have provided me. I wish you and the company all the best. If I can be of any help during the transition, please don't hesitate to ask. Sincerely, Alex White. And then, you know, I wanted to work. And I, and I had a manager tell me that if he hadn't sent me home, because he sent me home, uh, despite the fact that I actually walked out, <laughs> Uh, if he hadn't sent me home, uh, I would have murdered someone. And I took, I took great offense to this because I'm actually, I'm a very empathetic person. Just because someone has a mental illness does not mean that they are a potential serial killer. So, like, I have a fantastic home life. My mom is in the audience right now. Like, we're all doing well. Anyway, um, so then I wrote this letter. To the attention of the general manager. Fuck you. <laughs> I hate this job more than I hate myself. <laughs> Donald Trump and capitalism. <laughs> I wish I had more money so I could sue your asses. Go fuck yourself. Sincerely, Alex White. <laughs> Thank you. One more time for Alex White. <laughs> Having some mic issues here, I apologize with the stand. In mental health, there are, uh, there are a, a great number of acronyms. I'm, I'm sure you're aware of. We've, we've heard of a lot of these acronyms. Um, it's okay, though, because I love acronyms. Or as I call them, A's. <laughs> I tried to patent the word pending. I'm still waiting. You know, I told you guys off the top that uh, it had been a number of years since I got, since I was doing this and, and until now. Um, uh, several years ago, it was 15 years ago, uh, me and my sketch group at the time, we decided that we would move to Los Angeles. And Los Angeles, this is a, wow, this place is great, right? So we lived in Los Angeles and we lived in this great house. And this house, it had, you know, this, this, uh, this uh, swimming pool in the backyard. It was just this wonderful, wonderful swimming pool. And from my bedroom, out the window, I could, I could, I could see the Hollywood sign if I, if I looked with the right set of eyes. And, and in our backyard, we, we had a banana tree. Until the monkeys came. I am sick and tired 
of being a hypochondriac with narcolepsy? <laughs> All right, we're gonna bring up our next comic. <laughs> I love it! Let's hear it for Kyle Bergstresser. What a cocky move. He shakes my hand. He goes, you okay? Yeah. I know how, I know how strong I am. Is your hand all right after that? Should we head to an x-ray gun? Unbelievable, man. Yeah, I'm Kyle Bergstresser. How are you guys doing tonight? How are you guys doing? Hold on, I'm gonna bring this back. What a stupid fucking question. You know what, I love asking that question. I understand why comics always ask that, how you doing? But what a bullshit thing to ask a crowd. Do you know what I mean? There's, you, there's only one answer you could ever give to that, and it's like, the best I've ever been in my life. You're not allowed to answer any other way than that. There's no, we're not doing a one-on-one. -on -one. I'm not like kneeling down and putting my hand on your shoulder like, how you doing? <laughs> I'm asking a whole group, you gotta all answer at once, and the only option is like, oh! When in your life have you ever been that good? Never. Especially here. When has any of us ever been that good ever? To just, for some, imagine if somebody walked up to you, one of your friends was like, hey man, I haven't seen you in a little while. How you doing? And you were like, oh, oh, good man. Like you could never possibly, you just guess, okay, listen, I'm honestly so good I'm almost bad because I can't tell anyone about how good I'm doing, okay? A couple things. I'm the prime minister now, but they said I don't have to do anything, and I got a new sexy butler who's also a robot that I can fuck, but they're a motorcycle. Woo! That's how I'm doing, okay. And every time a comedian gets on stage, that's what they do to you? They make you answer it that way? Come on. But it's great for us. It fills a real hole that we got in here where we're like, how you doing? And you answer like that and we're like, yeah, free applause. I fucking got you. <laughs> now I'm worth it. I knew it, I knew it. Oh shit, that's so stupid. I'm always waiting for somebody, I, I just, I want one day for somebody to answer that question honestly. I want one day for somebody, for you to be like, hey, how's everybody doing? And everybody claps and one guy's just like, how are you, is he really, does he really want to know? I'm good, or I'm okay. I'm all right, I'm not so good, sorry man. Anyway, sorry man, it's your show, but uh, yeah, it's, uh, I got, my kids, my kids aren't really listening. <laughs> it's, uh, they're a handful, they're not great. They're good kids, but they're so fucking bad. Does that make sense? Listen, I love them, but they gotta shut up, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Maybe three was too many. Anyway, sorry, it's your show. It's your show. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. It's, this isn't about me, it's your show. So anyway, that's what I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so anyway, do your show, and it's my wife's leaving me. Uh-oh. I said it. Uh-oh, I said it. Now, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry that I said that, but she is leaving me, and oh, I still love her. But anyway, she wants to go. What are you going to do, right? So, we haven't been seeing eye to eye for a while. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe three wouldn't be too many, because it's a team effort. You know what I mean? If me and the wife were on the right. But now it's like four kids, because it's like the three kids, and then me and my wife are fighting, and it's anyway. It's your show. Have fun. I miss my wife. Ah! <laughs> Woo! Ay, ay, ay. I miss my wife. <laughs> what if, right? Probably not, but that's what's so fun about stand-up. We can pretend up here. 
Oh my goodness. I'm 28 years old and that is what I do? <laughs> what you just... <laughs> That's bad, right? Other people my age have done like things with their life. They like built a building. They're like, hey, see that building? That was me, buddy. Or they're like surgeons and they're like, see that guy? Notice how he's not dead? I, I cut him open and I moved his guts around and now he's healthy. And I'm up here. I don't even get how surgery works. <laughs> I'm just, you know, that's, that's terrible. People find out how old I am. They get just like worried about me. When they, th they think they got me figured out, right? Because if you were like really taking a solid guess, you'd be like 22, right? But something's wrong. <laughs> That's what you throw out. I know what I look like. I look like a 14-year-old that drank a grown-up potion, but I didn't finish it. <laughs> does, that, does that make sense? Like the worst episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark you've ever seen? <laughs> they, sh they show it as I'm putting it down on the table. They're like, there's still some potion left. He's going to look weird. <laughs> and the lesson here is always finish your potions, kids. No, oh, so stupid. Anyway... People find out how old I am because, like, at first they're just like, hey, Kyle, you're a pretty, uh, you know, confident, responsible young guy. I think you're going to turn into a real human being one day. <laughs> and I go, I'm almost 30. And they go, oh, shit. Oh, no. What's your plan, sweetie? <laughs> oh, no. And then this is my plan. So I just go, they're like, no, what's your plan for life? And I go, a different dance? Is that what you wanted? And they go, no, oh no, this is so bad. What's your plan for like retirement, sweetie? And I go, well, I just had this thought about what if a dick could burp? And I think, I think if that takes off, I should get retirement all figured out. It's so bad. I don't have any dad qualities. I'm 28 years old. I don't have any of the dad qualities. You're supposed to have... I don't, I don't even have, like I said, I don't have the build. You're supposed to... Dads are supposed to be thick, man. You know those thick, fucking, juicy-ass, thick-ass, juicy-ass dads. You know what I'm talking about. Those dads that sit down and their two legs become one big-ass leg. Just this big denim-ass, jean-colored, like, mermaid tail. Like, the most, like, denim-colored mermaid. Like, if you were making a crayon that was jeans-colored, it's you thought your jeans were jeans colored and then you saw your dad's jeans with the hammer loops all the way down and they're all used too. He uses them with real hammers and you're like, that's what jeans look like. I don't got that. I don't have any dad qualities. I don't have any of those good dad qualities. You know those great dad qualities who are just like the fact that the lawn is mowed is like, that's like cocaine for dads. You know, my dad at least, like just like, oh God, the lawn's mowed fucking yes. I ain't gonna live forever. Yes. The Kia's looking slick. We washed it today, baby. Yes, yes. I can't die. There's a hockey game on tonight. Oh, your mom bought chips. Stab me in my heart. Stab me. I can't die. You know that? We're going to barbecue later, baby. I don't have that. I want it so bad. Here's the only dad quality I have. I'll leave you on this. The, the only dad quality I have is that some malls have been built since I was born, okay? <laughs> so I can drive by them and be like, that used to be a field. <laughs> you know what I mean? That thing that every dad in the world has to do, they just can't help it. Well, there used to be, this is why that bothers me so much. I'll leave you on this, yeah. Uh, um, okay, 
there, this is this is a boring piece of information I could do something with, okay? There's some traffic on fucking Queen Street, whatever. Okay, I'll avoid that. That mall used to be a field? What am I going to do with that, Dad? That Okay, if I go back in time 30 years and I have to play soccer, like that's where I'm going to go. You know, Kyle, you got to play soccer right now or terrorists are going to kill the president. I'm like, wait, what year is it? 1988? I know just where to go. The Dufferin Mall. Let's go. And then I'm just like, thanks, Dad. Anyway, I've been Kyle Berg's sister. Thank you. One more time for Kyle Berg's sister. Let's have for let's uh, have a big round of applause for Robbie Stevenson. I'm Robbie Stevenson, 31 years old. I haven't just been sitting around, though. I've been collecting wisdom. I'm going to share some of that with you guys today. Like, it's better to have a hot girl like you for weed than not at all. That's all I got so far. You see what I come up with in another 31 years. But most people think that I grew my hair long because I'm a metalhead. It's actually just so I don't have to see other dicks at the urinal. <laughs> but with hair like mine, I kind of want to start reviewing conditioners. So for, so for research, I've just kind of been going on to crowded subways and buses and just smelling people's hair. <laughs> but with my drug addiction past, it's not like I can just smell people's hair. I really got to get in there. But I have something important I need to tell you guys. I have schizophrenia, and the thing about schizophrenia is it makes me think that people are after me, trying to kill me, but I'm also suicidal, so I don't really care. <laughs> Take that, CIA! <laughs> Basically, what I'm trying to say is I'd like to go skydiving, I just don't tr trust myself to pack the chute. But statistics say, because I'm first-time psychosis with schizophrenia, there's a 50% chance within the next four years I'm going to kill myself. But I'm more of a, an optimistic. I think there's a 50% chance I won't. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Uh, but I think uh, one day I'm just going to be with my true family, the raccoons, and live in a tree. <laughs> That's right, sir. Four months from now, you're going to have to shoo me away from your garbage. I could jump in front of a truck, again. <laughs> Last time it just kind of left me with a sweet scar, kind of like Harry Potter. I'm more like a Harry Potter that grew up in a trailer park. More like a Larry Potter. <laughs> you don't meet too, too many cool Larrys unless you're in Trans Ams. <sighs> but uh, I've decided that if I do kill myself, I'm gonna donate my uh, skin to women's bicycle seats. But um, it's all, I'll, I'll, I'll let you into my uh, schizophrenia. See, um, 
I don't have voices in my head or anything like that. I have false memories, delusions. And the core of my delusion was that I stabbed a hell's angel and they wanted me to kill myself or they were going to hurt my niece. Now, these delusions are real enough for me to jump in front of a truck, like I said. But for me, it was like I had amnesia and I was slowly remembering everything I'd done in the last year when I hadn't done any of these things. But an offshoot delusion from stabbing the guys, I went to prison for stabbing the guy. And while I was in prison, I was R-worded. I have to say R-worded because I'm a white male that looks like this, so I have to sound like a pirate. But all I'm going to say is, my butt's never been penetrated, but my mind has. And the mind's more powerful than the butt. Thanks. Anytime I can get anyone to laugh at my actual rape delusion I've been through, it's a good day for me. But, um... But um, uh, these progressive people are kind of getting on my nerves a bit because they'll be like, oh, you've had depression? I've had depression. I'll be there for you. Oh, you have anxiety? Oh, I've had anxiety. I'll be there for you. And then when I try to tell my stories, they just leave the fucking room. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Um, uh, do you know what's great? We can clean off crystal meth. Do you know what else is great? Jerking off on crystal meth. Do you know what's great? Crystal meth. Do you know what's not great? Sucking a greasy dick behind a donut shop for your next hit of crystal meth. Do you know what's great? Being clean off crystal meth. But that stuff, it always made me really attracted to dental hygienists. And if I ever have a kid, I really hope it has my nose, just because I haven't seen my old nose in years. <laughs> but um, cra the word crazy, you know? The word crazy is kind of like the N-word for the mentally ill. You know, we just we get more upset about it, but we have more important things going on, like where we're going to find the money for tinfoil hats. <laughs> oh, okay, it was pressure. It was like a little bit towards the stereotypes, but, you know, that's cool. All right, but um, um, I don't think I'm cut out to be schizophrenic, though, you know? Because all these preconceived notions that I'm supposed to murder everyone, but I stole a chocolate bar in high school and I could taste the guilt. Oh, but um, before I was diagnosed with schizophrenia, I used to act in dinner murder mysteries. Guess who the murderer was? It was Phil. Yeah, he had more seniority. <laughs> but um, I'm on plenty of fish. I put on my profile that I'm really good at figuring out which shoe is the left shoe and which shoe is the right shoe. I also put on my profile that I enjoy camping, even though I know my odds of luring a woman into the woods alone. It's quite slim. But I'll be the gentleman, though. I'll bring the shovel. Sorry, sorry, sorry. It's fitting stereotypes. That's all I'm doing. But um, Adele. Adele is a stalker. She hides it with all of her fancy melodies and her good vocals. But when I sing the song, I just sound like a creep. I'll give you a small example. I hate to turn up out of the blue uninvited, but I couldn't stay away. I couldn't fight it. I hope you see my face and are reminded that for me, this isn't over. 
Remember, I'm just a six pack away from being charming. Thank you, baby. Robbie Stevenson. This is my friend Amy Hankel. Somebody left their phone up here. Whose phone is this? It's an Apple iPhone. Anybody? Free iPhone. Nice. All right. Well, I'm Amy. Uh, I've been friends with Jamie. We went to uh, we went to Los Angeles together. I was in that sketch troupe that he just mentioned. Yeah, oh, like a long time ago. And it's true. The monkeys were terrifying. This whole outfit that I'm wearing today is from the Value Village, guys. Um, <laughs> But I have a friend who won't shop there, and not because they think it's gross or whatever. Um, it's because they think that perhaps the items will be haunted. Because, <laughs> because maybe the person who last owned them died, and then their spirit will be in the thing that you purchased, and now you have a haunted frying pan. And uh, my thought is that actually it's the stuff that's new that you should be worried about. I mean, if anyone is going to curse your stuff, it's the person in the third world who's sitting on an assembly line <laughs> looking at huge cracks in load-bearing walls. You don't think they're going to be silently cursing everything <laughs> that goes past them. <sighs> like, if I put on a pair of $20 jeans and then mysteriously start marching into the ocean towards my watery death, that's my fault. I should have known better. You know what I mean? All right, I've been Amy Hankel. Thanks so much, guys. <laughs> My goodness. <laughs> My goodness. I like a fully aroused microphone stand. There we are. So in the music, uh, music news, uh, I mean, this isn't very recent, but uh, his toxicology stuff came back fairly recently. Um, anybody here a fan of Tom Petty? Right? Yeah, Tom Petty was, uh, like, amazing. And when he passed, it was... I mean, it was, it was really quite sad because, I mean, this is a guy, this is a guy who, who was a, a singer-songwriter extraordinaire. He made it to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. He toured the world. I don't know what part of his career to be most envious of. And then I thought about it. And it's the part where he's dead. your number seven comic right now. Joel Edmonston. What do we win if what what do we win if what what do we win if fat boys Hey, hey. Hello, hello. Do you guys like song parodies? Come on, is it, do you guys like song parodies? Um uh my first song parody is um, if the 1970s album Frampton Comes Alive was called Iron Chef Comes Alive, okay? Iron Chef Comes Alive. Ooh, baby, I'm Bobby Flay. I want to cook you a nice souffle, Bobby Flay. 
Did you like that song parody? <laughs> I'm uh, diagnosed with ADD, anxiety disorder. I don't talk about it much. I mostly do puns, you know, the edgy material. And uh, just to give you, a, a, just to show you what I'm like, this is a can of peas, okay? And this is a threat, by the way. If you don't laugh at me tonight, I will, this is a threat, I will tape this can of peas to my face, okay? I have the tape here. And it starts now, all right? It's, are, are we fucking on board with this? If, if I bomb tonight, I will tape that can of peas to my face, all right? I hope you're fucking on board with this, okay? It's gonna be there too. It's gonna be the looming threat. You're gonna see the can of peas there, my entire set. And the tape is gonna be beside it too to remind you, if I bomb tonight, I am going to tape this can of peas to my head, okay? And I'm not gonna stop yelling either. So warning about that. Get used to it. If I bomb tonight, I will tape that can of peas to my head, okay? If I bomb tonight. <laughs> so my next song parody is if the 1970s album Frampton comes alive. You know this one, sir? It's if it was called Wes Anderson's uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox Comes Alive, okay? Ooh, baby, I'm made of clay. <laughs> I swear to God. Bobby Flay. <laughs> My next song parody is called uh, Super Tramp 2018, okay? Give a little bit, coin. <laughs> it's been a hard week, okay? It's been a fucking hard week. <laughs> I'm, I'm not like 100% comfortable right now, I gotta say. Um, uh, there is one thing, if you'll indulge me for a second, there's one thing that will make me a bit more comfortable. Just give me one second. Indulge me, indulge me, for God's sakes, okay. <laughs> Feeling a lot better, thanks very much. <laughs> Thank you. Actually, one more second, I, I, I don't feel 100% comfortable. <laughs> That's a lot better. Wait, 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 wait. That's better, thank you. Wait, wait, wait. There you go, that I'm way better, thank you so much. So what's the deal with going home to your family, eh? <laughs> um, now, the gar now the stage is a garden of Jar Jar masks. A uh, Jar Jarden, if you will. But Misa, a lot more comfortable, okay? Um, it would be hard to be an actual Star Wars character, wouldn't it? Because, you know, you have so many things to worry about. You know, lightsabers, Darth, Dark, Darth Vader. And, uh, you know, you also have to worry about getting hit by words. Imagine how mad all those uh, Last Jedi haters would be if that's how Luke died. <laughs> He's just talking to Ray, and then he gets hit by the word galaxy and cut in half. <laughs> Hashtag not my Luke! 
Um, I went to the beach the other day. Not the other day, actually. Well, look outside, Joel. Um, I went to the beach. My friends were like, Joel, can you bring something? I was like, of course, it's me, Joel. And they, and, uh, they were like, can you please bring the 185 SPF, please? I was like, sure, of course. So I bring it. They're all mad. I'm like, yeah, does 185 seem like a lot of sweet potato fries? I was like, it's me, Joel. I'm an acronym guy. <laughs> oh, you wanted sunblock? Why didn't you ask for the SB? <laughs> I swear to God, if I bomb tonight, um, I went to see this movie, Manchester by the Sea. You know, this one pissed me off, you know. Uh, you watch this movie. A, a character, a man, has a heart attack in it. I was like, I thought this movie was called Manchester by the Sea, not Man's Chest Hurts by the Sea. <laughs> God, it pissed me off. And then I went home, I watched uh, Fargo season three, you know this one? Ewan McGregor plays twins. I was like, hey, I thought your name was Ewan McGregor, not Tuan McGregor. <laughs> hey, I thought you played Obi-Wan Kenobi, not Obi-Twins Kenobi. <laughs> this is the kind of edgy material we need right now, okay? I'm an angry comic, all right? The other day I was at the movies. I was on a date. I was excited because I don't usually get dates. And uh, we were in line for the ticket. And this man, this brazen man, cut the line. And I was like, come on. And he was like, hey, gap teeth. If you don't want to be no teeth, then shut the fuck up. Worst part of all, this guy was holding a slice of pizza. He's bringing outside food. That's against the rules, okay? I had a lot of things to say to this guy, but the problem is I'm not very good at expressing myself, so this is what I came up with. Oh, yeah? Well, look at you, Mr. Pizza. <laughs> look at you, Mr. Pizza. 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 Look at you, Mr. Look at yourself, Mr. Pizza. Mr. Mr. Pizza, look at yourself. Mr. Pepperoni Pizza? Look at you, Mr. Pepperoni Pizza and Orange Fanta. Look at you, Mr. Orange Fanta. Look at you, Mr. Pizza. 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 Look at you, Mr. Pizza! So that shut him up. Shut everybody up. My date, she left after the third look at you, Mr. Pizza. In retrospect, maybe I said it too many times. And maybe I shouldn't have taped that can of peas to my head. I'm, thanks very much, I'm Joel Edmondson. <laughs> Everybody. All right, well, we're going to bring up your last comic. This is Jacob Balshin. <laughs> this show's been fucking crazy. <laughs> I don't even know how you explain to someone you saw this tomorrow. Just like, 
What did you do last night? I went to a show for mental health. Like, what happened? Oh, a guy who did too much cocaine showed me a tattoo he got, and then a guy threatened to tape peas to his head if I didn't laugh. <laughs> oh, people are just going to think you're fucked. <laughs> oh, man. You guys are all, you're all fucked up, right? We're all, I'm messed up. That's, <laughs> it's very, <laughs> I don't even have to tell you. You already assume that. <laughs> I, uh, I got anxiety, I got anxiety, so I smoke a lot of weed that gives me more anxiety. It's a nice little, <laughs> I, uh, I, I found my dad's weed in the third grade. That was the first time I found weed, and I called him at work to ask him what it was, and he lied to me. My dad works in a microbiology lab, and he told me what I found was just a product from his work. And I believed that lie until one day a police officer came into my school to teach us what drugs were, and he pulled out a big bag of weed, and he said, can anyone in this class tell me what this stuff is called. And I looked around the room and I was the only hand up. And he called on me and I was like, officer, not too sure what that stuff is called, but I know my dad sells it for a living, so. <laughs> I narked out my dad. I, uh, I'm a virgin, you guys virgins? <laughs> fuck you guys. What the fuck? <laughs> what was that? I was just laughing at my pain. I'm also depressed. Do I have to throw that out there after that? 24-year-old <laughs> virgin. I was uh, sucking up with a girl recently. We were making out, and like 30 seconds into making out, she just turned around and started screaming at me to eat out her asshole, <laughs> which is skipping a lot of steps. <laughs> I wasn't ready to make her woo like that gentleman back there. <laughs> I know what to do. So I took my mouth and I put it on her butt and then I just gave her one of these. <laughs> and then I accused her of farting and laughed. So that's, that's where I'm at sexually. <laughs> There's a window to jump out of behind here, right? <laughs> uh, I... Uh, <laughs> Uh, I I got a job handing out condoms to kids during Frosh Week. That's like my job now. <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> what do you do? Tell me now. If you do anything sadder than that, we're <laughs> we're in a stalemate. <laughs> I, uh, I was doing that for a little while. They put me in a, we went to like uh, Queens University to do, uh, like in Kingston. And uh, they put me up in my own hotel room. But the deal was I could only get my own hotel room if I stayed with all of the condoms. <laughs> so I just stayed in a room. It was me, a bed, and 10,000 condoms. And a maid walked in at one point and it looked so sad. It just. <laughs> Just look like a sad boy preparing for an apocalyptic situation where he has to have safe sex with every zombie. Just, and I know what to do because like I had this girl come over and they were all in like the middle of the room, like boxed up, like five feet high, and uh, there's like five boxes, like two thousand condoms a box. And I invited this girl to come over to hang out. And at one point we were hooking up, and she was like, "Hey, uh, do you have a condom?" And I was like, "Yeah," and I pointed at the boxes. 
And this girl just walked over to the boxes and opened up one of the boxes and looked down and saw 2,000 condoms. And then she jumped back and she saw five more boxes. And then she just started looking at me like I was going to fuck her to death. Just, <laughs> just fear in her eyes. Not going to fuck you at all. <laughs> Saving it for, for God. <laughs> I'm going to fuck God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, uh, I don't like coming here. I mean, I'll be honest. I don't. No, I. Uh, I used to like this. Gr- I got a lot of depression with like women and stuff. And I, this is particular venue. I used to have a crush on a girl who uh, I met her here at SoCap, and she was like, she did improv a lot. That was like her thing. Did a lot of improv, and she invited me to one of her shows once, like a, like a few months into like talking, and I went to her show, and I was the only audience member at the entire improv show, except for one other dude, and they were just making out. So <laughs> then the show just started. <laughs> and when a show starts for improv, they like come out on stage, and the first thing they do is they ask for suggestions. So this girl comes out on stage, and she's like, hey, guys, can I get some suggestions? And I was like, yeah, quit breaking my heart. (laughs) I'm not winning this. I could feel it. I was up here. I was trying. I was like, maybe I'll get him, but now, maybe by admitting it, I'll get like third or something. <laughs> Why didn't you guys like me? <laughs> now this is like the uh, therapy session. <laughs> I uh, when I was a kid, I used to I used to go to school with this girl, and her name was Nagar, which is like. Nagar is like the worst name to have in high school. We had to stop taking morning attendance, like after after, because what happened was uh, Nagar was like this sweet, like like the shyest girl in my class. I never heard Nagar say a word until one day we had a substitute teacher, and she came into class and she picked up the attendance and she got like halfway through and she reached Nagar's name and she just skipped it. She went right to the next name on the list. And no one was expecting this, especially the person who was like, Nicole was the next name on the list, and Nicole wasn't expecting this. So it was just a long pause of silence in the room, and from the back of the class came this voice none of us had ever heard before, and it just went, say it. (laughs) All right, I'm first. I think I'm first. Have a good night, guys. All right, if we can bring the lights up a little bit. Yeah. Everybody have a good time? So this is the first of a monthly show. We will be doing this monthly here at the uh, SoCap Theater. Starting next month, it's going to be 8.30 until 10 p.m. So 8.30 till 10 p.m., and it's the last Thursday of every month. As we promised everybody, you have some raffle tickets in your hands, and we have some raffle prizes to give away. So the first raffle prize we're going to give away is a beautiful long slice toque. These just came out today. A show of strength is a movement where I try to encourage courage. 
you can find out more by visiting www.ashowofstrength.com. You can subscribe, rate, and review A Show of Strength at Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Tweet me at A Show of Strength or send me an email at A Show of Strength at iCloud.com. <laughs>